Welcome to season three of This Is Me. My name is Katie Matten and in the previous two seasons, Siobhan met everyday Australians and they shared with us their life-changing moments. In this new season of This Is Me, we have 10 inspiring stories that will hopefully let you walk a mile in someone else's shoes. If you have a story you'd like to share, you can DM us at This Is Me Podcast on Instagram. My name's Nick. And I'm Judy. We've been married for 40 years and in 2012 our life changed forever when our middle daughter Sammy was diagnosed with cancer. There's some stains on your photo They all cracks on your rusty frame Now Nick, as a, a part-time Uber driver, semi-retired, semi-still working, you hear a lot of other people's stories. You've got a pretty heartbreaking one of your own. Before we get into that, let's just find out a bit about you guys. So have you guys always lived in Brizzy? No, we met in Perth, where Nick is from. I am from Maryborough and I left home at 19 with four other girlfriends. And we settled in Perth, where I met Nick. And we had our first daughter, Asha. And then I was pregnant with Sammy and we moved back to Brisbane then. So we've been in Brisbane 34 years. So you had two daughters and a son, Christian? That's correct. And how was that growing up with three kids? Did they get on well? Oh, absolutely. They adored each other, of course, lots of bites, but they were great brothers and sisters. And what was life like? Well, I was fortunate. I started uh, a new job in the um, actual mattress industry, so I was pretty busy starting a franchise. And um, I think our life was like a normal married couple. We had ups and downs, we were you know, trying to struggle to find a way to go and a way forward, but um, generally it was, it was just good to be in Perth. What was the age difference between the kids? Between our first is 22 months and between the next two is 24 months. What was the reason to move to Brisbane? It was really because Judy wanted to be home with her mother, which was fantastic, and at the time, coincidentally, I had a business opportunity and we said, right, it's a new start, great town, let's go. And the kids are all very close? Well, Sammy and Asha are particularly close. I really treated them like twins. Um, Whatever Asha did, Sammy did as well. If Asha was doing swimming, then Sammy swam. If Asha was doing piano, Sammy did piano. Um, And then Christian being the boy, well, he sort of was into the footy and cricket. And then, yeah, they all were at high school together, um, which was lovely. But it's fair to say Sammy and Christian were very close and they had a unique way of communicating. They talk in this funny voice to each other and um, Sammy was called Petrie. Yeah. For some reason they were out at Petrie and Christian was called Tiny because of the size of his head. And they talk <laughs> in this cartoonish character. Yeah. And it would be so funny you'd hear them going in this language that we didn't, but they always <laughs> called each other Tiny and Petrie. <laughs> so a really close family then. Close. And Sammy used to scare the daylights out of Christian because she'd see a dog and start pretending it was vicious. The poor old Christian, he was beside himself for years. I think he's okay now, he's 32. <laughs> um, and you saw a lot of, did they see grandparents and, and yes. other family members? Yes, yeah. Nick's parents used to always visit us and we'd visit them, you know, once a year each. And then my parents would come down from Maryborough and stay with us for, you know, a few days. So, yeah, and then eventually my mum did move down here. And my sisters, my brother, 
all close to the children, yes. So big Christmases and things like that? Yeah, fairly, yeah, fairly big Christmases, yeah, it was lovely. And what was Sammy like as a child? Ah, she was was beautiful. She was lovely. She, I remember as a a three-year-old, she loved friends. She, she was just so close to people. She loved people, she loved her family. But I always had this memory of, as a three-year-old, she had this beautiful curly hair and we'd visit friends and these friends had three daughters. And she would jump out of the car when we arrived, race to the door, knock on the door, Sue, our host, would open the door and Sammy would just run straight through to her friends. So she was really people-orientated. She just loved people. That was as a young child. And that progressed right through till she was a young woman. What was she into? What did what after school activities and things like that did she like doing? Well, they all did sport, swimming club. The girls did dancing. Um, Sam loved basketball and netball. Made rep teams, mm. and um, yeah, just being social really, very social. And she's a well-behaved kid. Yeah, she is. She, they they all were. We were very blessed that our children had good friends and um, they probably did a few little things that, you know, were naughty, but... Um, yeah, no, just like any, any child. Yeah. I remember, I think she was about 14, and I walked into the office and she was on the computer talking to a friend, so both hands were on the keypad. And I looked and she had the he- telephone headset actually taped to her head with... Um, with sticky with, tape. With sticky tape. So she's got this rounder head talking to a friend on the phone and because she was on the computer. <laughs> Trying to be hands-free. Hands. So she, um, in a way, invented hands-free before Apple did. <laughs> she didn't know. But, and I've got that image forever. What about boyfriends? Do you remember her first boyfriend? Yes, I do. Well, when she got to high school, yes. Yeah, I she... particularly do, because I used to look at him. <laughs> <laughs> yes. With yes. a shotgun. <laughs> Nearly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, she had a boyfriend, you know, probably from about year 10 and had heartaches and, um, yeah, quite serious boyfriends along the way and then eventually met up with her husband. So, yeah, she was, she was very popular, very popular. And when she left school, what did she go on to do? Well, originally she was going to go to uni but didn't last very long, just wasn't really her. So she got a job in a real estate agency and was going to even do a real estate course to sell properties. But in the meantime, she applied with Qantas and she became one of the youngest flight attendants in Australia. Um, she was never a studier. She, that's why she left. She didn't go into uni. And we remember when she was trying to qualify for a Qantas, she did sat for the final exam and it was about nine o'clock and we were sitting there waiting for the result. And um, finally the phone rang well after it was due and she was crying. And we thought, oh my God, she's failed. And she was crying with joy because she got 99% and she was a flight attendant. Wow. So then was that domestic or international yeah. travel? A domestic flight attendant, but they could go to, to New Zealand maybe. And Bali. Um, and... Hong Kong, I think it was. Yeah. But yeah, pretty much domestic. Did she enjoy it? In the beginning, yes. But towards the end, which was just about two and a half years, she began to dislike it because she didn't like being away from home. And she wanted a company. 
She wanted company when she was away. She'd often room up with um, one of the other flight attendants. Even though they had separate rooms, she'd go into their room. She just wanted company. She was a people person. Yeah. And then when she got to Perth, she'd always stay with Nick's parents rather than stay in the, the Hilton or wherever Qantas put them up at in. She'd prefer to stay with family. Did she have a big group of friends or a few very good friends? Massive. 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 And loved, loved everybody to the point that when she was getting married, she decided to not only have her sister, who was her best friend, but five other bridesmaids. Yep. She had five bridesmaids, or no, six in total. Yeah. And one afternoon I'm watching Kate and William get married and Pippa was the bridesmaid, the only bridesmaid. And I rang Sam up and I said, Sammy, look at Kate, she's got one bridesmaid and you're having six. And she said to me, I've got six, they're my best friends, I'm not going to hurt any of them. Shut up, Dad, and hung up. <laughs> Couldn't choose between them. <laughs> That's it. That was, she had six and she just loved them all and um, there wasn't going to be anyone standing in her way. She was having six and that was it. Where did she meet her future husband? This is a great story. Sorry to interrupt, Jude. Yeah. But she was up on, on a holiday with girlfriends up at Early Beach. Yes. And one night they met these three boys from Wales or England who were backpackers. So they had a good night. And Alex was one of the boys and um, they got together and had a bit of fun. And then when they came back, Sam didn't get any of their numbers, but she's riding in a bus down St um, George Street in Brisbane. And walking along the, on the pavement was Alex. And she saw him through the bus window and said, I've got to contact him. She didn't know, so she rang one of her friends who was with him and said, did you get Alex's number? And the girl said, yes. So she gave Sammy the number, Sammy ring him, and they met up that afternoon for a drink, I think that yep. evening. Yep. And from then on, that was it. Virtually inseparable so, after that. So if it hadn't been for that bus ride and him walking, they would never have met. Wow. It's an unbelievable story, actually, yeah. that they met. They were sort of destined to, you know, you say they were destined, but it was just unbelievable that she looked out the window and there he was walking along the side of the, the, side of the street. How long did um, they date for before they decided to get married? So they met up again, I think it was early December, and then Al joined us for Christmas. And then virtually by January, I think he was just about living at our house. All his plans changed for the rest of his travel. Because he's from Wales and he wanted to then live here, he had to go through the visa process and everything. Then Sammy went back to Wales and lived with Al's family for 12 months. He must have been eligible then to come back here. In the meantime, they'd gotten engaged and then came back here to Brisbane, Sammy was back at her job. Yeah, then they got married after that. So I think it was maybe like a three-year process. The wedding was oh, fabulous. Yeah, it was really good. But before that, Sammy had already been diagnosed with breast cancer. What age was she when she first noticed something was wrong? Uh, she was 26. And she was dating Alex at this stage? Yes. They were engaged. Yeah, the wedding was nine weeks away from before she found out. Well, she found a lump? Yeah, well, she rang me, actually, and said, Mum, I've got a lump in my breast. And I said, oh, hon, I think it'll just be a fatty tissue, you know. But fortunately, she's a worrywart, so 
she made an appointment to go to the doctor straight away and the doctor felt it and thought, well, I'll just send you on for the next checkup. I think it was the mammogram came next and then they then sent her for a biopsy and I think once she'd had the biopsy, they knew then that it was breast cancer. So then she was sent straight to the breast cancer at Royal Brisbane Hospital. How did she cope with that news? Well, it was uh, an absolute shock for all of us. Um, and Sam was very worried. I remember the day that we all as a family we were standing at the bottom of the staircase and we were discussing it. We are trying to be as positive as you can to Sam because she was so upset. I remember her wailing, this is really serious. Yeah, a real wail. And then Christian hadn't arrived home and he arrived home and he walked straight through right past her because he was crying. He just heard you know, that Sammy had, you know, had breast cancer. So he went upstairs, composed himself and came down. And then as a family, we just sort of sat down and tried to walk create as much positiveness as we could and say, look, you know, we're going to be treated. The doctors are great. And from then on, it was about trying to recover. But I, I distinctly remember that day and I remember that wail that, yeah, she said, this is serious. And at the time, we thought it was, but we were trying to be as positive as we could. What did the doctor say in regards to options once they knew what they were dealing with? Well, it was just to do the lumpectomy to get rid of the lump um, as soon as possible, which was from when she first discovered the lump um, within two weeks of having an operation to do the lumpectomy. Once they did that, they obviously check and they hadn't taken all of the cancer, all of the lump. So then they have to do another operation, which is to remove the whole breast. So to have a um, mastectomy. And that was what, five weeks before the wedding? We had to alter the wedding dress? Yeah, we, the wedding dress just needed to be altered slightly, but um, then the honeymoon was cancelled because then chemo was to begin straight after that. I mean, they possibly would have done it sooner, but knowing that the wedding was when it was, she would have lost her hair within a week or so. So um, as soon as the wedding was finished on the Saturday, then on the Monday, she went in for her first bout of chemo, which she had an allergic reaction to. And um, she just said as soon as they started to put the chemo into her veins, she just saw stars. And she said within seconds, doctors and nurses just all rushed to her. And she came home with Al quite wiped out from that ordeal. But then she had to go back the next day to have um, a new lot because they knew that she was had an allergic reaction. So she then had to have another dose of um, a particular chemo, which then she had for the next, oh, I think about 18 rounds or so every week. Yeah, but it was weekly. Yeah. Um, and then as soon as that was completed, then she had the radiation which zones in on the, the area and that just gives her a, a really bad, like, burn. But, yeah, she got through all of that and continued working, actually recovered from it all within, 
about, say, 12 months. How was the treatment process? Because a lot of people talk about cancer as in actually the treatments and the chemo can be the worst because it just makes you feel so awful and so drained. Did she feel like that? Look, I think really she did well with the chemo. I expected that she was going to be sick and have diarrhoea and, you know, really struggle with it, but... No, she was pretty good, I mean, considering all that she was going through. It was more mental. I mean, yeah. you know, you sit there and even... And I'm not criticising anyone, everyone's been fantastic. But I don't know if they tell you the full truth when you're, when you're there. I think they want to give you as much hope as you can. Because I used to ask, you know, how's it going? And the doctor was very, very friendly and very nice. But I wanted some hard facts and they couldn't give them. And I don't know whether they did. Because she had a cancer called triple negative. And apparently that's... Uh, not the nicest one to get. It was a very aggressive, aggressive cancer, which we were told. Yeah, 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 yeah. You talk about mental health. How was her mental health during that process and Well, this is, this is probably my saddest, where I get the saddest and most upset because I often wonder what was going through her mind, knowing what was happening. I can't really explain it, but just looking at your child as a beautiful woman, and knowing that she knows, hey, this could be the end. And she's got this family, she's got a beautiful husband, she's got all the friends in the world. That's the part, it's probably more mental for us, because you don't know what's going through her mind. She was positive. I always have strong memories of when we were with the um, specialist, she'd ask some questions, and when she'd give the answer that's a doctor, she'd have this beautiful smile, like I understand. And I'll, I'll never forget that guys, that it wasn't one of terror, she was trying to comfort the doctor, which is, it might sound crazy, but that's the type of girl she was. She was just so friendly. And I remember that gaze, it was sort of a, oh yeah, you're helping me. And um, so the mental aspect, I can't speak any more than from me, that was the most distressing part. Just thinking, what's that poor kid thinking? I think her and Al discuss a lot more deep and meaningful feelings. You know, she talked to Al about, you know, her thoughts and her feelings. And uh, he, he, was, he was her rock. He was very comforting and very strong for Sam, yeah. He had the belief always that she'd recover. He never ever spoke about, you know, this could happen, did he? Did Sammy ever speak to either of you about her fears about what might or what could happen? Yeah, she, she did. She did say, Mum, I think I'm going to die. Um, she has said that. Um, but then I don't think she really liked saying that because she knew that we would get upset. So, um, but she, she was scared. She was, she was very worried. She wanted to protect you. Yeah. So after the chemo, there was radiation. That's right. Then she was back at work. Yeah, back full time. And her and Al did a beautiful trip to America. They took, oh, I think nearly two months and did an extensive trip to America to sort of celebrate and to move on. Yeah, with the celebration, but to move on on the trip. When she was diagnosed, Asha left her job to actually be with Sam. 
So one of the friends, I don't know who it did it, but someone put up one of the fundraising, what's the fundraising? GoFundMe. GoFundMe. GoFundMe to help Asha because Asha was leaving her job to comfort Sam and to be with Sam and they were going to go on a trip. And I think within, I might be exact, within three weeks, yeah. $60,000 was raised, Sixty-five. Wow. And that was to help Asha because she wasn't getting the income. It was to help send the guys on a trip. So that was testament to her popularity. Well, another thing that also, when Sammy did lose her hair, Alex and Simon shaved their head. Simon's Asha's boyfriend? Yep, who is now her husband. But Asha did a uh, GoFundMe to raise money for breast cancer for her to shave her long hair. And we had a, a big gathering at the Victoria Golf Club. Golf Club. And um, a lot, a lot of people came and Asha shaved her head and oh, so well, did... 18. 18 of her friends shaved their head. Wow. Shaved their head. And they raised 15000 for breast cancer as well. So That's amazing. And Sam spoke at a couple of... Um, functions. Um, functions. On two occasions she was a guest and got up and spoke. This was sort of down the track when we thought she'd recovered. But she was fantastic. Spoke very well. It's really inspirational when you see how people deal with such worrying news. Yeah. Talking of losing your hair, because a lot of people say, you know, it's just at the end of the day, it's just hair. Mm. Like it's not important. But for a woman, it is quite a big deal. And it's also quite confronting, I imagine, Mm. to go out in public and people know. Yes. How did she deal with that? She did buy a wig, but she hated that. It just made her feel hot and... She just hated it, but she wore beautiful turbans and headbands. Oh, she just looks so gorgeous with these on. And a lot of her friends, they would wear them for occasions as well. So And her sister, sister was shaved. She had a mate there all the time. That's really nice. And that's yeah. a really big deal of, of Asha to do that as well. Yeah. So they went on the celebratory trip. Had the doctor given her the all clear at this stage? Well, yes, she was in remission. I don't know that you can actually say the all clear because I think that the cancer can lay dormant in your body. Um, I don't know all the medical terms, but um, yeah, for now, she was all clear, I, I guess. And they had a great time in America? They did, yeah. They had a wonderful time and came back ready to start life again, try for a family and yeah, just see where life them. What happened after that? So she'd been on the trip, she'd been given a sort of all clear, positive outlook on the future? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And uh, Sammy and Al then decided they'd try and start a family. Um, Before actually even the wedding, Sam had to go to a IVF clinic to get some um, eggs in case she couldn't fall pregnant. So she did that. Is that because of the chemo? Yes. Yeah. So she did have them, but in the meantime, when they decided to start a family, she fell pregnant, no problem, but she did have an early miscarriage. Then she fell pregnant again, and this time she had a ectopic ectopic pregnancy. pregnancy. So she actually had to have 
the left tube removed and I thought oh my goodness you poor darling how much more can you go through and then the third time she fell pregnant and everything was really good and um, they had little Arabella so it was lovely. It's about this time also that just to indicate how close our, the kids were the three of them as two of them as partners and Sam and now as a married couple, lived in the same house. They all had the separate bedrooms and bathroom, but it was big enough so you'd go there and you'd see the whole, the whole family was there. That's how close they were. Yeah. yeah, wow. Yeah. So they had this beautiful baby, your first grandchild. That's right, yes. And how was life then? Was she an easy baby? For any couple, a newborn baby, it's like, oh wow, it's really hit them. But uh, Arabella was born in the September and um, Sam went for her checkup for Arabella, but then another checkup for herself because she was always being checked. She was always being monitored. In the beginning, monthly, six monthly, she had a checkup, I think it was in the November, and they discovered then that um, the cancer had come back in her liver. I came to the hospital then, Asher and I met. Arabella was at home with Al. When the doctor came back in the afternoon, her oncologist doctor, we knew then, as soon as she opened the curtain, that she had bad news again for us. They saw that the cancer had come back in the liver. How does a doctor deliver that news? It's quite funny, I used to go take Sam and she sort of delivered it with a smile. She was very calm, but she'd just tell the truth that, you know, it's come back, but she'd never get to the end. And this is something that I always wanted, and even Sam did. And it got to a point after about three visits where we said, right, how long do you think? And then she just came out and said, oh, two to three months. Did you all know when she first said that it had gone into her liver, were you all aware that she may not recover from that? Yes. Yeah. We sort of knew. Yeah. We didn't know the time. We knew that it, yeah, that it was going to happen. But, you know, was it a year? Was it two years? But then I remember asking the question, and I think Sammy asked it, and um, again the doctor told her two to three months. Sammy had this beautiful look, and I'm thinking, my God. She was just trying to be as nice and calm with the doctor when she didn't break down. So we walked outside. She rang Al, and she got upset then. And I remember ringing Jude. Then I rang the kids and said, yeah, looks like it's two to three months. And um, that was it. We had to move forward and, and plan and um, try and comfort each other as best we could. Knowing that you've only got a certain amount of time left, I just don't think people can comprehend where your mind would go. How did she process that news? Oh, dear me. Once again, Al would know more finer details because he'd have to comfort Sam, you know, when they were lying in bed together and trying to plan things, probably more so now that she had Arabella, um, they would have done a lot more talking and planning. 
but um, Sam did her best to be strong. Um, a couple of lovely things did happen in that time that um, Simon proposed to Asha. Yeah. And it was Arabella's sixth month and Sam kind of knew that she wouldn't be there for her first birthday. So he had a big weekend up at Noosa. Sam, when she knew the end was near, Christian and Asha weren't married to their partners, but it was Sam's dream that they got married and that she could see them be married. So Asha got married first to Simon, but Simon wanted to plan a wedding that um, was a surprise wedding for Asha. So he embraced Sam, Sam got involved, and together they organised a wedding to be up at Noosa on a certain day, and Asha didn't know. And the reason to get up to Noosa was the fact that Arabella was turning six months old. So we said, the whole family, we're going up to Noosa and we're going to celebrate Arabella's six-month birthday. On the Saturday morning, we remember going to breakfast as a family, Asha still believing. It was all about Arabella. It was all about Arabella. Simon took Asha down to the foreshore and proposed. Asha accepted and we were watching. And then he pulled out the envelope, which was the invitation to the wedding, which was the next day. And to this day... Asha says, I did not have one idea. So it was a magnificent wedding. And then on the other side, Christian got married within a month of that. Yes. He got married with, I think, 14 people there in a lovely garden up at Noosa. Sam was involved with both of them and she was yeah, just made, made a dream come so, true. Yeah, so that helped Sammy in that time. And she was getting weaker to the point that she couldn't even really nurse Arabella. But these two weddings gave Sam spark yeah yeah I was in the car with Sammy one particular day and she was crying she said mama I don't know how much longer I can do this for and I said oh hun you really really need to hang on because there's something great going to be happening really soon and she said oh tell me mama I said well I can't darling it's a surprise and she said but mum you don't keep any secrets from me so I did tell her what was going to be happening with Asher and Simon and she was over the moon. So yes, whilst she was struggling, these two occasions um, did give her a real spark. And then after Christian and Alicia got married, um, she then started to really just get so tired and she didn't want to suffer in pain, so she was medicated. She didn't want her friends visiting her because she was declining in terms how she looked and yeah. Yeah, and then in the June, she went into palliative care. And as soon as you say that word, it's almost like, you know, you know then that she hasn't got much time left. Did she ever get angry with the situation? Um, why is this happening to... Yes, yes, she did say, why, why me, why me? Um, I'm... I'm quite religious and um, my faith has really helped me and Sam kind of was going down that path as well and we got her baptised through my church. Um, so she just wanted to know that she was going to go to heaven. And um, yeah, so she was in palliative care for... Five weeks. Five weeks. Which is not unheard of, but... And it was even to the stage where 
she'd have you duty sleepover. Oh, we all did. We all took turns. Well, from from when yeah. she went in there, yeah. we all took turns of being in in the room with her every night. We didn't leave her by herself. Asher and I and Alex would do a couple of nights a week each. Um, mm. Did yeah. she talk to you about how she was feeling? Yeah, she she would say, you know, she's scared and she's, you know, well, obviously she doesn't want to go, of course. Yeah. Did she want to do anything when she knew that she had that long to live? Obviously she wanted to see her siblings both get married. Well, yes. Through breast cancer they have quite a few umbrella branches um, and there's one called Mummy's Wishes and they contacted Sam and um, suggested a few different things in preparation. Um, One was having a little note pad each day for Sam to write something to Arabella. So she did that. Um, She got lots of cards for her first birthday, up to her 21st birthday, and wrote in all of those and with Asha's help, she, towards the end, she couldn't even use a pen or her phone. She started to talk into her phone, but a lot of times Asha would write things down for her. But yeah, she left cards for Arabella. Wasn't there a talking teddy bear? Yeah, and did the, the teddy bear with the message, which Arabella has, of course. Hello, my darling girl. This is Mummy. I hope this is your favourite teddy forever. I love you so, 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 so much. She knew that she didn't want to be buried. So, um, and she'd always say, Mum, don't leave me, don't leave me, you know, in the dirt or don't don't leave me, you know, have, have my ashes when you're ironing that you can see me in the, in the urn or wherever. Um, so, yeah, she, she tried her best to prepare, you know, in whatever way she could. Oh. <laughs> oh. I just can't imagine what and how strong people have to be. You have to. You have to be strong and so, yeah, you show emotion, but... You have to be strong. Did she talk about what she wanted for Arabella's future? Yeah, she did. Yeah, she wanted her to play sport, you know, to do well at school. Just that we were always there, you know, to be there for Arabella and to just love her as much as we could, which you do anyway. And also support Al. Yes. Because, yeah, we were suffering like all of us, yeah. Of course. But, yeah. Who was with her when she finally passed? Well, actually, we were all there and they were making her bed. Yeah. And we're all out in the garden. Beautiful place. It was a lovely garden. We're all out there. And, and a nurse came down. Judy was sitting on the stool and knelt down before and said, Sammy's gone. And Judy said, what do you mean gone? She's passed away. And yeah, so we weren't in the room actually with her, but we were just sitting outside while they, well, changed, they, made the bed. While they changed her bed which they say a lot of times they actually wait for moments that... Where you're not there. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what happened. 
So we were all there and we walked inside and just sat with her. Did she have any sort of deep and meaningful talks reflecting on her childhood and the lovely life that she had and yeah. the beautiful people she had around her? Yes, absolutely. And Sam always, always loved hugs and kisses and would say, I love you, always. In those last few weeks, she did. She just would say, you know, Mum, I love you so much and you've been the best mum and you've done the best for us all and, and I thank you for my schooling and my what we've sort of done as a family and it was very hard for Asher and Christian as well because they were so, so close to Sam and um, even now it's hard to talk to them. We about don't talk much about it, do we? No, because I think... It hurts them. It hurts. Well, Asha's so aware of it. I mean, when if it's Judy's birthday or Christmas, she'll get a card and we'll have Asha, Sammy and Christian. Yeah. Asha's got a tattoo on her arm of when Sammy and Asha were little and they both had bathers on with a bathing cap. And the caps were huge. <laughs> Made them look like an alien. Yeah, they were just sitting on top of their heads. Cause they were... But she got a tattoo of that photo of the two of them and she's got it on her arm and then she's got a breast cancer ribbon on her arm and I've got one on my back. I'm not a tattoo person, but I got this breast cancer ribbon with another little part added on to it. So it's a little heart on my back. I've got the wrist, the Sammy wrist. Yeah, yeah. Look, Sam had such an influence on her friends that every year since her passing, they get together on her birthday. Well, we do her birthday as well as when she did pass as yeah. well. So there's a couple of events every year where all the friends get together, have a picnic. They just love getting together and we all attend, the whole family. Yes. It's fantastic. That's how popular she was now, that she still creates this interest. How is Arabella now? So she's four? She's four, yes. Arabella's beautiful. She's a gorgeous kid. Let it go, let it go. She has a lot of traits of Sammy. She knows mummy's in heaven. She does have a new mummy now. She's a happy little girl. And Alex is getting remarried? Alex is already remarried, yes. And um, we're blessed that we have Holly in our life now. At a very sad situation, you know, we couldn't have had a better outcome after it. That Arabella's close to us, Al is, make sure she is. He's married a lovely girl called Holly, who understands the dynamics of what's going on, so she's very supportive. So out of a very sad situation, if you ask for the best outcome, we've got it. So yeah. And Ara Arabella's got a sibling on the way. She does, yeah. She's going to have a little brother or sister very, very soon. And lots of cousins now too. Yes, and They yes. all rush to each other and we'll fight over the same doll, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> but um, one thing that got me, and she didn't say it to me, she said it to Jude, that um, she's got a mummy in heaven and uh, mummy Holly, but she asked Judy or Nana whether she could FaceTime mummy in heaven. Mm. <laughs> yeah. We said we can't do that yet. <laughs> now obviously what you guys have been through is 
just the worst for any parent. No parent ever wants to live beyond their child. What would you say to anybody else that's going through the same thing? I feel it's easier for us in the way that we lost Sam because we were very prepared for it. We could see it. I mean, I don't know how people lose somebody through a car accident or when it's very sudden. She was able to pair her leaving. There's all that that we take as a big tick. How do you think she wants to be remembered? I think the way she wanted to remember was evidence in the celebration. We don't talk about a funeral. She had, what, 400 odd people turn up? 400, mm. with beautiful music. Now we had four songs. She picked two. Love, 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 oh, yeah. Brown Eyed Girl. Judy picked um, Forever Young. Mm. And I picked um, Beautiful Girl by In Excess. Beautiful girl. So she was remembered at the celebration with all these songs and images of her as each song was played. Whilst, yeah, there's a lot of tears, there's a lot of laughs, there's a lot of happiness. Yeah, so it was, um, I think that's how Sam would have wanted it. Yeah. I know she did. A very inspirational and strong, beautiful woman. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing your story today. It's obviously heartbreaking. I do think stories like this help other people. As you said before, there are things that do come out of situations like this mm. and you've got beautiful Arabella and Sam will live on in her. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. No worries. Thank you, Katie. There's some stains on your photo. effective way to improve the prevention, detection and treatment of breast cancer is research. The National Breast Cancer Foundation won't stop until it's solved. By making a donation today, you'll be funding research to stop deaths from breast cancer. Visit nbcf.org.au.